0: Welcome into this week's edition of The Scoop on Life. I'm Chase Robinson with Lauren Robinson here. We're excited you are joining us, and we're excited about the show today. We are joined by Cindy Hopkins. She serves as the Vice President of Center Services and Client Care at CareNet, which is an organization uh, offering compassion, hope, and help to women and men faced with difficult pregnancy decisions. Uh, Sydney provides uh, leadership, Uh, to more than 1,100 pregnancy centers across North America. She has a bachelor's degree in business administration from Weber State University and a master's degree in organizational leadership from Regent University. We are excited to have Cindy Hopkins on The Scoop on Life. Welcome in. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you, guys. It's good to be here. Thank you, Cindy. Um,
2: so, we're going to just jump right in. Last week, uh, if you listen to the podcast, we had Roland Warren on. He is the president of CareNet. Um, and so, this is Cindy, vice president of center services and client care. Um, so, Cindy, as um, the vice president of center services and client care at CareNet, um, if you could just tell us a little bit about what you do, um, what does that mean that you're the Vice President of Center Services and Client Care, and then why, why you're passionate about being pro-abundant life. I know I got to meet you last fall. We got to talk some about that, but just tell us a little bit about that, what you do, why you're passionate about this.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, I'm really passionate about Kernet's vision. So we envision a culture where women and men faced with pregnancy decisions are transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ and then they're empowered to choose life for their unborn children and abundant life for their families. So I think Roland probably explained it really well, what that notion of abundant life is that, you know, in the scripture in John 10, 10, it says the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but Jesus came to, have, to give us life and to give it to us abundantly. So one of the things I'm very passionate about in that abundant life spectrum is transformational ministry. So we are concerned about that baby in the womb, absolutely. But we're also concerned about holistic care and transforming the lives of our clients. Um, The woman, the father, the family, just the well-being, the spiritual, the emotional, the physical, the relational, that it's all Christ-centered, and that's where the abundance comes from, so we, we don't just talk about, you know, how can we help you have this baby, we, can, we talk to you, how do we help you transform your life, and including, you know, if adoption is a, a choice that somebody wants to make, we support that, we support families, we support marriage, and again, we Transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ is key. So, that again, transformation. Um, another thing I'm passionate about is how CareNet goes about that. You know, we have what we call lovingly, we call wells of compassion. So, we have three different wells where we can reach women and men that are considering abortion. Um, they're really, you know, platforms, but Um, They're places where women and men meet, and we can meet them there. And it's based off of the woman at the well. She was at a place that normally people didn't meet, you know, the middle of the day in the hot sun. But Jesus knew she would be there, so he went to her. So our wells are, you know, the network of 1,160 pregnancy centers right now across North America. And our centers are just so focused on reaching those men and women in their communities and then our second well if you will is called the pregnancy decision line and we actually have an office here in our corporate building where we're taking calls all day long from women and men on the internet looking for abortions and we're able to have again those transformational conversations and these are women and men that wouldn't be likely to go to a brick and mortar pregnancy center so we're meeting them again where they are and then the third well um, is our church outreach, and that's making life disciples because we realize, unfortunately. That a lot of women and men in the church are considering abortion, and we want to turn our churches into safe places where they can talk about um, their their pregnancy and get transformational ministry at the church. It sounds like it should be there, but it n- isn't necessarily there. Um, a lot of women describe the church as being a judgmental place, right. um, but yet four out of ten women that have had abortions did so while they were at Actively attending a Christian church, yeah. so three platforms, Wells of Compassion, p- passionate about all three of them. Um, as far as my role, um, I do provide leadership to two of those Wells: the Center Services team and the and the 1,160 pregnancy centers, and then the pregnancy decision team are under my purview and leadership. And I can't tell you how um, proud I am of all of them, and that makes me want to come to work every day because I'm passionate about the ministry that they're giving to those women and men across the country.
2: That's really awesome. And I think, um, as we heard last week, and then from you as well, I just really, um, value <clears throat> the way Karenette puts an emphasis on the whole person. You know, we're not just seeing the need of the unborn, you know, we're seeing the need, we're seeing the need of the mom, the dad may be involved, you know, in the whole situation.
1: Absolutely, because if we save the baby but we don't transform the woman, you know that's a it's a part of a good thing, but it's not the whole, the whole good
2: thing. You know, and as you it's read the thing. New Testament and you see different times of Jesus interacting with people, you know he could have simply address the physical need you know and let that be it and that was just not the way he went about his ministry and so you know we want to model that obviously and so to say let's care about yeah. the physical let's so, show that that compassion and that help but then let's also let that point to the greater need of their soul you know their
0: spiritual need
1: Their spiritual exactly amen
0: so we know that uh Karenette, um focuses on that compassion hope and help Why are those three things the focus and not just simply the morality issue of the unborn?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So believe it or not, those three items, compassion, hope or help, were strategically chosen. A few years ago, we had some strategic planning and we rewrote our mission statement and we every single word in our mission statement was scrutinized (laughs) and we went back and forth about what to include what not to include and compassion hope and help won out as the three most important things that we offer in our pregnancy centers and on our pregnancy decision line and with our church outreach and that's because compassion literally means to suffer together and it's defined as that feeling that arises when you're confronted with somebody else's suffering and you feel motivated to relieve that suffering. So compassion is, is really empathy in action and empathy is you know, feeling the feelings that the, the person in front of you is feeling. It's the glue to connecting with people from a sincere place of loving and caring so without compassion and without empathy and without love, we can share truth, which includes the morality of abortion, you know, from God's perspective, from the right and wrong perspective. We can share the truth about the risks of abortion. We can share the consequences of abortion, which are all true, but if we don't have those elements of compassion, empathy, and love, we risk becoming clanging symbols, as the scripture tells us. So while the truth will set us free, um, it can also alienate us from the ones we want to serve if it's not wrapped in love and compassion. So very strategic and um, pretty easy for a lot of Christians. So that's a good thing. Um, The second element is hope. And as you know, hope is really part of the bedrock of our ministry, the hope of the gospel is what motivates us and gets us out of bed every morning. And we can leverage that hope to inspire our clients because without hope, and many of them come to us hopeless, but without that hope, there's fear and despair and depression and they can just flourish. It's like a, a, a test tube um, of these bad things mm-hmm. that could happen without right. hope. So hope really um, shines the light on the lies that we tell ourselves and allow us and it allows us to see through the darkness to a solution that is manageable and also life affirming so i could for instance i could ask a woman um what do you wish for this pregnancy and she might say well i wish my circumstances were different i wish i didn't have to make this choice so she's focusing on that darkness the darkness of the unknown and she's got conflicting messaging, messaging going on in her head, because you know the culture will say, well, abortion is your right, it's your choice, and it's not a big deal. And then she has the message that I believe is written on the soul of every woman mm-hmm. who was created in the image of God, that it's a baby, and it's my baby. So those, those conflicting messages are, are there, and one might be buried without hope. So I could say to her, you know, she's told me these reasons why she, you know, wants to have her abortion. You know, it really sounds like you have no hope. And she would agree. So our challenge as as helpers is to instill hope into her future. So we do that by using good listening skills, really hearing her story, asking her open-ended questions that probe into her situation, we're showing her empathy, which allows us to connect with her, we're allowing her to talk more than we are, because we want to hear from her. Um, and then as we do that, we, and we connect with them, and we show that compassion, God will show us the areas where we can shine hope, and help her to own the hope herself.
2: That's so great. So, yeah. And
1: we, 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 um, we have a lot to say. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. And I, you know, I think, um, currently taking one of Karenette's classes right now and to to hear that element where I guess growing up, I kind of saw it more as the morality issue of the unborn and like, oh, you know, it's a life and it's it's worth protecting. And, you know, and these women are broken, most of them. You know, they're, like you said, they're without hope. They're just looking for someone to love them and show, like you said, compassion and hope and help. And so to take a holistic approach, as you know, you've been talking about to say, we don't just see the unborn, like, yes, we care about it and we want to protect it. And we want to help you make a wise and informed decision. But more than that, we, we want to love you through that. And we want to provide help and hope to you as a person, because we know that you're, you're struggling, you know, that it's not just this flippant decision that's being made most of the time.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and, you know, um, we might be the only ones that is talking to her about hope and about alternatives and about truth. You know, they, a lot of times women have influence, influencers in their life that are encouraging her to have an abortion. And sometimes we talk to them and they're like, nobody's ever told me that. Right. You know, some of the things that are true about abortion or some of the things that are true about adoption that they might not have known about or true about themselves that they've buried and we help them uncover that and, again, finding that hope. Yeah. Um, So I'll go on to the third one, which was help. And, you know, we're fond of saying around CareNet that life decisions need life support. You can make a life's decision, but to sustain it, you need help. Um, And that can come in the form of emotional help, spiritual, of course, relational, you know, maybe with the father of the baby or whoever. But it can also come um, just as plain, outright practical help. So many women choose abortion because they have lack of resources or lack of support from people in their lives. So whatever the client needs, we work to either meet those needs ourselves as individuals, as pregnancy centers, as churches, or we find others who can step in. So when help is combined with compassion and hope, again, the darkness of the unknown begins to dissipate and abundant life is more likely. And again, so those elements—the compassion, hope, and help—again, they were they're in our mission, and they were intentional and strategic.
2: Yeah, yeah, which I think is so important. Um, like I said, especially considering, I guess, what I thought, you know, being pro-life and pregnancy centers were about before I really was involved with one. Um, and so I guess flowing from that here into the next question, um, if if there is somebody listening or has been listening, you know, that's a Christ follower um they are passionate about this you know they would say okay i'm pro-life last week we we talked a lot about making life disciples you know in the church like but what what would your encouragement be to people who say i just feel uneducated i don't feel i feel i don't feel like i know a lot about this and then also how can i be involved like what would you say
1: Well, I'll start with the second part, you know, as far as how would you be involved? And you could probably guess what I'm going to say because pregnancy centers are so important. Um, They are just beacons of light and beacons of hope. So and they are all over the country, all over North America. So I would say get involved with your local pregnancy center. There's so many roles that can be filled. You might be a little nervous about thinking about sitting in front of somebody making a pregnancy decision, but there's training, um, there's vetting. You know, you might not be that, have that type of personality, uh, but there's other things that you can do, and the centers need you. And you can actually find a center in your neighborhood by going to the CareNet website, which is care net.org. And at the bottom of the homepage, just click on the find a pregnancy center link. And then it's as simple as entering your zip code and all the centers in your area will pop up and I give them a call, ask for a meeting, take a tour, and then really listen to the Holy Spirit and he'll lead you to the role that's perfect for you. So it's pretty easy breezy. (laughs) the Pregnancy centers.
2: Well, and that's, and we would encourage, you know, Chase and I and hear you know our listeners whether you're in Oxford or wherever you are you know listening to this podcast um, I would encourage you as well to go on as Cindy just mentioned to Karenette's website and it's super easy to locate your nearest pregnancy center and if you're saying I just want to I want to be involved somehow that's a great place to start you could even call and ask what needs they might have Um, As Cindy mentioned, you might not be the one that feels comfortable sitting in a room with with a man or woman facing a pregnancy decision, but then to say, you know, do y'all need yard work done? Do y'all need any maintenance done? Do y'all need, you know, we had some shelves that need to be put up a couple weeks ago, and it was just beyond um, us five females' ability, and so, you know, having somebody just come in and put those shelves up for us was a huge blessing. There's just so many ways... To serve in the background that also enables the pregnancy center to do what it does, and so find your nearest pregnancy center, call them, talk to someone you know that's affiliated, and see how you could serve and be involved. Because as Cindy mentioned, there are seemingly endless opportunities um, to be involved and serve there. Um, yeah. So, Cindy, do you have books? Podcasts, things like that, that you would recommend um, for our listeners if they're just wanting to find out more information. How do we, how do we truly be educated on what being pro-life or being pro-abundant life means?
1: Yeah, well, I, I, um, I know we have plenty of stuff on the CareNet website, and I know Rollin mentioned our church outreach last week. Um, so, if the pregnancy center doesn't feel right to you, look at what you can be doing at your church. And again. Um, educate yourself. Look at look at our website and read the some of the articles, some of the research that we have found um, and, and get involved. As far as pregnancy center ministry, uh, a great tool to educate yourself about the work of these centers is CareNet has what we call a mini course. It it's part of a bigger um it's the care, uh, care net center of excellence university and it's our first course and it's called caring foundations and it's self-paced but it will walk you through the history of the pregnancy center movement and it will introduce you to the christ-centered work of care net centers around the nation and it's again also found on the CareNet website if you click the store button and then the heading that says online training you'll be able to find it, and I can't recommend it enough, and um, for people that are in the pregnancy center world already, kind of an onboarding for new volunteers or staff, but it's also geared for people like you that might be wondering if that's a place for me. You can take this course and find out if there's something in your spirit that just really clicks with what you hear, and then take that next move.
2: Right. Right, so again, we would encourage you, um, if you're listening, to just be thinking and praying about what your involvement should be. Maybe right now you just feel like you need to learn. You need to to be educated on what being pro-life, what being pro-abundant life means. Um, What does it look like to be involved? How can I give? How can I serve? Basically, um, to choose not to just sit by passively um, and let the pregnancy centers or your pastor do the work of this movement of a pro-abundant life movement, but to say, how can I personally be involved? Um, praying for your center, praying for the people they reach, praying for your church to be able to be involved. You know, there, there's lots of ways. And so we would encourage you to just even pray and ask the Lord, Lord, what would you have me do um, as far as doing my part in making this pro-abundant life movement, something that's growing and is going to continue to grow, you know, and that may, that may just be um, financially supporting a pregnancy center. It may be, Um, joining a Making Life Disciples group if a a local church near you has one. It may be volunteering at the Pregnancy Center. There's there's lots of ways, and so we want to encourage you there. Um, Great, great questions. Cindy, thank you so much for being with us today.
0: Yes, Cindy.
1: Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Chase. God bless you.
2: Yes, and thank you for the work you're doing at CareNet. CareNet's a great resource um, for us. Again, we encourage you all to visit CareNet's website. Lots of good information on there, lots of good um, resources that you can use to help you as you seek to be educated and informed on these issues.
0: Great conversation there with Cindy Hopkins. She serves as the Vice President of Center Services and Client Care. At CareNet. We appreciate her coming on and joining us. We appreciate you joining us. And uh, here's the ways you can listen to us here on The Scoop on Life. We are on the Apple Podcast app and Spotify. Just search The Scoop on Life, subscribe to it. You can listen every Friday. We put out a new episode. Also, uh, it's on YouTube as well. So you can get on YouTube, search for The Scoop on Life, and you can watch. Uh, the show as well. And we're also on social media uh, on Facebook and Instagram at the scoop on life podcast. So uh, type that in the search bar, hit the like button and uh, follow us and, and keep up to date with all that we're doing here on the podcast. Thank you again so much for taking time to join us this week for the scoop on life. We'll see you next week.